Hello and welcome to the Garden History Podcast. My name's Adverley Richmond and I'm a garden, landscape and social historian. On the Garden History Podcast, I will be taking you through my A to Z of garden history, based on the people, plants, places and features which you might find in and around the subject of garden history. Today is the letter J for Josephine. At the mere mention of the Empress Josephine, some people automatically refer to the misleading but often quoted not to knight Josephine. This was said to have been uttered by Napoleon Bonaparte one evening whilst trying to avoid his wife's amorous advances. Josephine has often been portrayed as a needy socialite, famed for her lavish entertainments, with many stories being repeated about her salacious exploits. So it may come as a surprise to many that Josephine was a very accomplished plantswoman, gardener and keen botanist, who played a key role in the collection and introduction of many new plants into France, and she cultivated these at her gardens at the Chateau Malmaison near Paris. Marie-Joseph-Rose Tasha de la Pagerie was born on her father's sugar plantation in 1763 on the Caribbean island of Martinique. She was known as Rose most of her life and her family, whilst distinguished, were quite impoverished. And in 1779, at the age of 16, she was sent to Paris to marry Alexandra de Bahanes and they had two children, Hortense and Eugene. But the marriage was rather miserable and they soon separated. But at the height of the French Revolution, Rose and Alexandra were both imprisoned for several months before he was finally sent to the guillotine in 1794. Two years later, Rose met Napoleon Bonaparte, who was six years her junior, and they were married in a civil ceremony. Napoleon didn't like the name Rose and preferred to call her Josephine, which she adopted. During Napoleon's Egyptian campaign in 1798, Josephine negotiated the purchase of the dilapidated estate at Malmaison, just nine miles west of Paris. And this is where she would go on to create her magnificent Jardin Anglaise, or English garden, set in 700 acres. And whilst in Egypt, Napoleon sent Josephine seeds of Rosida odorata, better known as Mignonette or Little Darling, which she cultivated at Marmaison. The highly scented Mignonette caught the imagination of not only the French aristocracy, but also English society. In 1804, Napoleon declared himself emperor and Josephine was crowned the first empress of France by Pope Pius VII at Notre Dame. And in the same year, Napoleon sponsored an expedition to Australia, then better known as New Holland. And on its return, the large collection of newly recorded plants were divided between Josephine and the botanic garden, the Jardin du Plant, which had been founded in the early 17th century. The New Holland expedition 
also presented Josephine with an assortment of animals, including kangaroos, emus and black swans for her renowned menagerie and aviary and Malmaison. Now, several landscape gardeners had already been brought in to advise and lay out her gardens in the English manner, all with varying degrees of success. That is, until she took on the landscape architect Louis Martin Berthold in 1805, and he finally helped her to realise her dream of a romantic English-style garden, complete with groves of trees, smooth rolling lawns, classical garden buildings and statues, along with serpentine lakes and rivers. Now, over the years, Josephine had managed to establish regular correspondence with a large network of nurserymen and plant collectors, and she began to accumulate a collection of trees and plants at her home. Between 1803 and 1814, more than 200 species flourished and flowered at Malmaison for the first time in France, and in some cases, the first time in Europe. Josephine's Caribbean heritage drew her to exotic hothouse plants and flowers, which no doubt served to remind her of her childhood. In 1805, the Scottish botanist James Niven arrived on the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa, where he was issued with a permit to collect plants on behalf of Her Majesty, the Empress of France. She declared that her plant collecting brought her inexpressible joy, and in one letter she wrote... I am cultivating an innumerable quantity of trees and shrubs from the Cape of Good Hope and North America. I intend that each region in France will possess a collection of precious plants raised in my nurseries. Many of these exotic plants were displayed in a vast greenhouse which was 50 metres long and could accommodate trees up to 5 metres tall. And this was one of the highlights in the landscape, which provided a stopover for Josephine's guests as they explored and admired her beautiful gardens. Now, despite the fact that Britain and France were in the grip of the Napoleonic Wars during this period, Josephine had the most extraordinary influence when it came to her beloved plants. The London-based vineyard nursery, owned by John Kennedy and James Lee, were regular suppliers to Josephine, providing her with many exotic plants, especially roses. In fact, the Admiralty issued Kennedy with a special passport which allowed him safe passage through blockades to get plants to Marmaison. Also, British naval officers were given instructions that any captured vessels carrying plants or packages of seeds addressed to the Empress Josephine were to be forwarded without delay. Other packages came from unexpected quarters. The German explorer Alexander von Humboldt and the plant collector Amer Bonplant had travelled around South America from 1799 and they sent dahlia seeds direct from Mexico to Josephine, and she became one of the earliest people to cultivate them in France. And Bonplant later became superintendent of the gardens at Malmaison and was given a pension by Napoleon. 
Now, Josephine absolutely adored roses. They held a personal significance for her and she wanted to collect all known specimens. Even Sir Joseph Banks, the director of the Royal Botanic Gardens at Kew, sent her roses for her garden at the height of the Napoleonic War, which ended in 1815. By the time of her death, Josephine is said to have had a collection of over 500 at Marmaison. She also produced the first written history of the cultivation of roses. Perhaps this was her way of reclaiming her original name, which she had loved and lost. After 13 years of marriage, Josephine had not produced the heir Napoleon so desperately wanted. At this point, irregularities during their marriage ceremony came into play and it conveniently transpired that the official at their wedding was unauthorised. Napoleon had given the wrong address and date of his birth and Josephine had shaved a few years of her own age and this was all enough for him to divorce her in 1809. And following her divorce, Josephine retreated to Marmaison, where she indulged her love of botany and plants. She even embarked on a plant hunting expedition to the Swiss Alps in 1810. But Josephine was aware that her garden would not survive without her, and she did not want it to fade into obscurity. So as early as 1803, she had commissioned writers and artists to capture and document the specimens in her gardens. But perhaps the most well-known of these records was La Rose, which featured images by the Belgian botanical illustrator Pierre-Joseph Leradute. The publication appeared in 1817, three years after Josephine's death and it ran to three editions. As a well-respected plantswoman, Josephine had plants named in her honour, such as Amaryllis josephinii, now better known as Brunsvigiae josephinii, or Josephine's lily. But the most remarkable tribute was La Pageria Rosea, the Chilean bellflower which commemorates her maiden name, and this plant is now the national flower of Chile. The Empress Josephine died of pneumonia in 1814, and Malmaison fell into disrepair. However, her horticultural and botanical legacy continues. The tradition of rose breeding and cultivation has continued to this day through people connected with Malmaison. Josephine helped to advance the ideas and practices of botanical exploration and plant exchange. She crossed all political, religious and social boundaries to play a pivotal role in the international network of nurserymen, botanists, plant collectors and gardeners all over the world. Despite never bearing an heir for Napoleon, who has no legitimate descendants, Today, Josephine's lineage can be traced down to the ruling families of Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Belgium and Luxembourg. You can see an image of Josephine along with her gardens at Malmaison on my podcast page at adverley.co.uk. 
You may also like to have a look at my pinned tweet at Adverley R, where you can see some of the features that I have previously covered. Thank you for listening to the Garden History Podcast. Please join me again for the next episode. Until then, thank you and goodbye.